Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, we always have uh, such great engagement from our listeners and uh, tonight is no different. Uh, we've had so many texts already. Uh, one or two people, Roy, interested in our thoughts on Dwight York, of course, leaving MacArthur. Ton Moyer's uh, texted us in, and uh, he also says thanks for the T-shirt. He won one last week. He says he's wearing it right now. Got on you, Tom Boy. Uh, and he asks, uh, thoughts on Dwight York leaving MacArthur. Uh, he says contracts in the A-League are meaningless for players and managers. Dwight signed a two-year deal, and MacArthur gave him an opportunity, yet they mutually agree to part ways. What's the point of contracts? Happens all too often in this league. Well, to be fair, I mean, it, it happens all over the world, exactly. not, not just in the A-League. I mean, yeah. this is just football, unfortunately, isn't it? Ask, but... Fra- ask Frank, Frank Lampard, it's happened to him as well. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's the same across football. I think uh, I don't. I, I think there's been a few things that have come out about Dwight York not being happy with the team. I, I, I think he was just an angry coach after a game. I think it's more he's having a falling out with the uh, upper management more than anything. Mm. Um, but um, And then there's a lot of talk after the game as well that there's going to be other vacancies open up and his name jumps to the top of that list as well so it's uh, it's interesting really I feel like he was doing a good job he's won a cup yeah uh, why would he walk away right now you know will he uh, will he stay in Australia do you think yeah I think he will I mean there wasn't many other people crying out to give him a job give him an opportunity uh, he's come here he's acted serious about the job I think he's done a pretty st- solid job they probably lack a striker if I'm being honest um, but you know yeah it's a funny one it's one that I think came out of left field it wasn't expected by anybody in the A-League um, and uh, what I will say is you know it gives me Lester Jofsky now a chance yeah. he's kept his kept his head down he's been a quiet guy around the place and now he's got a chance to be a head coach maybe he wanted it for quite a while but hasn't got round to it yet uh, another text we've had in, there's no name on this one. Uh, considering the success of Macedonia Park, do we need to change our attitude towards crowd numbers, i.e. more clubs in smaller markets rather than a handful of clubs playing in overpriced cavernous city stadiums? Oh, sorry, there is a name on that. It's BT uh, in Perth. I, I don't know whether HBF Park is cavernous necessarily. Mm. Uh, there are certainly some in the league that would <laughs> fit that description. But there's no doubt they've had a lot of success at Macedonia Park on the pitch. And I think the atmosphere has been a large part of that for Perth Glory. Yeah, well, I suppose a lot of players are kind of spoiled. They're used to these big stadiums, these perfect pitches, um, and they turn up at Macedonia Park, and it's like turning up at, you know, for a cup game. And Perth Glory are making it a cup game as well. But uh, I agree with you, Simon. I think uh, HBF Park, anytime I've played, there's one of the best away grounds to play at. I think the Perth fans come out in their numbers. There's 10,000, 15,000 mm. people there. So... I think they're one of the few clubs in the A-League that need a, a bigger stadium, if anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a few clubs really struggling this year with, with crowds. I watched the... Uh, New, I know you were at the game, Newcastle, uh, game at the weekend against Wanderers. Wanderers looked like they brought more fans than the Jets, which was a, a real shame. And there's a few clubs suffering a bit of a hangover after the World Cup as well. Yeah. 
Uh, Mr. Hopeful from Ulla Dulla. <laughs> uh, in my opinion, says Mr. Hopeful, the best way for the APL to bring some positivity back to the A-League uh, is to bring the A-League to Tasmania. They could play at North Hobart Oval, where Weston played on the weekend. It was a gorgeous backdrop of Hobart as well. Uh, if you're listening, APL, just do it, says uh, Mr. Hopeful. Do the kids still say that, he says. Yeah. Um, do you know, I mean, it's it's a nice little uh, venue, and he's absolutely right. The backdrop is is sensational. Mm. Um, but it's an oval stadium, isn't it? You, yeah. you need the the fans closer to the pitch. And, and Western, as we all know, they need to play in one venue, mm-hmm. really, preferably in the west of Melbourne sooner rather than later. Yes. And I suppose Tasmania, is it the kind of place that could carry their own team as well? I mean, did... If there was a Tasmanian team there, I mean... Well, they don't have too many other sporting teams. There. They've yeah. got the Jack Jumpers, and obviously mm-hmm. they've got the cricket there. But um, they don't have a, a senior uh, football team in any coat. Mm-hmm. So so they're begging for someone to support. Uh, is there an opportunity there, you know, to bring yeah. them in? There's a new second division apparently going to happen. That so, would be the thing, wouldn't know? it, really? Mm-hmm. To get them into a second division to start off with and engage the local interest. There's certainly a big football community in Tasmania. There's mm-hmm. no doubt... Uh, about that, but uh, surely they they want their own team rather than just having the odd uh, game that's brought in from uh, the mainland. Um, there is a big rumour, Roy, uh, that Morgan Schneiderlin is going to join Western Sydney Wanderers. Okay. That would be interesting. Be great. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure it's the player they need, but it's a it's a great signing. It's a, it gets the hype machine going. Uh, from watching them at the weekend, they need a number nine. Yeah. They need. They, they need. Don't think he's number nine though, is he? Morgan That's what I mean. Schneider. He's, a, he's exactly. <laughs> yeah. he's, a, he's a midfield player. He's, yeah. he's a big name. He's a long name. Um, but I mean, for me, they played um, Rami Nazarene and Brandon Borella up front. Both good players, but not strikers. Yeah. Uh, this false nine is. Might, might as well call it no nine, no striker, and I haven't it. Spoken like a true number mm. nine. Uh, okay, let's get into one of the big talking points of the weekend, and that is one of the great A-League goals scored by Alessandro Diamanti for Western United against Sydney. Oh, cheeky, cheeky! Oh! That is unbelievable! And who else? Alessandro Diamanti! His surname translates to diamond in Italian, and diamond he most certainly is. That is incredible. And it might just have won the points for Western United. Yes, super goal, and I'm delighted to say Alessandro joins us now on the line. Buona serata, Ali. Buona serata, Simon, my friend. Ciao. (laughs) Ciao. How are you? Roy O'Donovan is here as well. Um, Ali, you've uh, you scored some bangers in your time. Is that one of the best, if not the best? I don't know if it's one of the best, but was very important for us. So, so yeah, we got three points in a very tough match. So, yeah, it was good goal. Yeah, it was good goal. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's an understatement. It was a fantastic goal. Um, I, I I enjoyed your post game interview as well, and you said. I deserve it, and you and you thanked yourself. Is that is that a reference to the hard work that you had to put in after your injury to come back to football? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was uh, it was only for that because uh, after three years uh, during COVID, uh, I never have the the time to go in Italy. After three years, I I, I spent. Uh, 50 days inside the clinic with the beautiful summer in Italy, but just because I want to recover, because uh, I don't want to finish uh, my career with bad injury. was the first, so I I was lucky, was the first, but 
I wanna, I wanna finish uh, like, uh, like I deserve, uh, chasing a ball, uh, having the ball in my feet. Absolutely. Yeah, well, Alessandro, it was a fantastic goal, and we, we'd love to see more of that this weekend against MacArthur. But um, yeah. how important was that win for confidence for the team now moving forward? Because obviously last season, champions. This year, a bit of a struggle. But um, yeah, moving forward, is this a, a, a huge win for you, for where you want to be? No, absolutely. But you know, uh, when you win, uh, when you win is very important. It was very important because it bring enthusiasm, it bring beliefs. So we were happy after the game because we worked hard uh, during the week. Sometimes uh, the result uh, didn't come like we wanted this year. But you know, you know better than me. Every season is different. So we have to. We we don't have to think what we we did last year. We have to think it's another season. So we have to. We have to try our way to win again because we have uh, we have the the strength, we have the the, the team, we have uh, the organization, we have everything to win again. So that goal was good because it was a tough match. Uh, some of you you was the mm. the commentator, so you 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 watch the game. So it's important. It's important. Uh, we say in Italy, win uh, help you help you help you win. You know so. Uh, it was very, very important, uh, very important three point. Yeah. Yeah. One nil is the perfect result in Italy, isn't it? Um, <laughs> to, talking. Uh... Simon, Simon, <laughs> my, my, you, can you hear my English? Is improved a lot. Or it's not? very good. It's very good. <laughs> uh, you speak much better English than I do Italian, my friend. I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, talking of Italy, you got so many congratulations for your goal from around the world yeah. at the weekend, including one from Mario Balotelli that uh, that caught my eye on social media and you responded immediately by saying I will wait for you Mario if you come to Australia I will wait for you now he's he's in uh, Switzerland at the moment playing for Sion are you trying to persuade him to come and play in the A-League because that would be great man no no <laughs> just no just was a joke with Mario 100% I invite him to come here because I think uh, will be a unbelievable crush here him the personality who he is uh, how he play football uh, for me, Mario Balotelli uh, can be the be- one of the best marquees ever come here. But just not only for the football, but what uh, the attention he brings with him. So, so under the radar, uh, I stay, I still working. I wanna try, yes, of course. But you know, it's hard. You know better than me. Mm. It's, uh, we need a lot of component for one. Uh, one big player, a star like Mario, to come here. A lot so, of money. Yeah. A lot of money also. <laughs> oh, yeah, also, also, <laughs> no, also, yeah, 100%, but this is the truth, this is the truth. Because sometimes we have some some rule here, it's very hard to, to bring a important, obviously, player. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but by the sounds of it, Ali, and I'm sorry, I'm digging a little bit here, but by the sounds of it, he's a little bit interested. Is that right? Who, Mario? Yeah. No, we don't speak about. We don't speak about uh, about that. Um, no, I just my thought uh, only. My thought, not his thought. Right. Simon, my thought, <laughs> not his thought. Because otherwise, tomorrow someone will speak. Mario want to come in Australia. It's I not know. true. So it's my thought. My thought. Uh, we have a lot of players um, can can come in Australia for me. Mario Baratelli for uh, who he is, 
for how we play, for the personality he has, uh, will be the perfect uh, marquee to bring attention uh, in uh, in our uh, in our. Uh, for me, beautiful football. Absolutely. You won't get anybody disagreeing with that, but, uh, you know, I'm a journalist, so I have to try these things. Uh, Roy, go on. You yeah, gotta... no, you, have to try, <laughs> yeah. you have to try, but you know, my friend, I am four years old, not because I'm old, but also because I have experience in that. So... <laughs> you do, you do. Exactly. And look, he's uh, Mario Balotelli, big personality like yourself, but uh, a different direction now. So you're 39 now. Is coaching yeah. the next step for you? Or... You know, I know you may want to play for another year or two, but do you want to go into coaching? Is Melbourne going look, to be home? Look, look, uh, uh, honestly, look, I'm never, look, 39 years old for me is just a number because when when you have a passion like I have, when you work hard like uh, I work every day, uh, uh, I'm still in love with the ball. So I don't care about, uh, about uh, my age. Mm-hmm. Honestly, we have to understand. I want to just understand. I live, you know, my motto is uh, is day by day, uh, step by step. So I want to just enjoy uh, the next game, the next game again. So I want to live the moment, I enjoy the moment, uh, and we will see in June. I have a I have a big uh, big friendship with my club. So uh, if I have to play another year, if I, uh, if I want to be a license uh, during summer, I will do the license of coach. Uh, so I'm um, look. I don't want to think uh, about when I, what I do when I grow up. Uh, I want to just enjoy that. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. I love that answer, um, Ali. Th- this is your fourth season now with Western United. I think that's uh, the longest that you've been with uh, any club apart from your junior club, which was Prato back in Italy. Is is Melbourne yeah. and Australia home for you now? Yeah, he's home. He's home. He's, uh, he's home. Yeah, he's. He, He's home. And yeah, I'm Italian. You know how, how, how I am proud to be Italian, 100%. But it's nice to have. Uh, it's nice to have. Uh, you can, if you look. I went in Italy after two months. Say I want to go home. It was Melbourne. You know, it's good to have uh, two two country and two city and two place to call uh, home. This yeah. is very good because uh, also you have a very good uh, a lot of friends in London. So also when I go in London. Uh, I feel home. So this is a, this is a, this is a very good day. Yeah. It's very good. Uh, just one more, Ali, then we'll let you go because we know yeah. you've got a busy night. Uh, you, you've no, got, no, you've, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> you've got MacArthur away on Saturday. They just had a change of yeah. coach, of course. Dwight York has left. Uh, do you have to guard against that sort of rebound factor that clubs that have a new coach sometimes get? Hey, look, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what's going on there. So we are, look, honestly, we are very focused uh, on us. We are very focused on us. We have uh, uh, very, very much the respect uh, for them, but we have to be focused on us because if if we prepare a good match, if uh, we are focused on what we do, if uh, we are uh, we still uh, in our belief. Uh, we can get three points against everyone. So we, we will go there to win the match with a lot of respect. Uh, and they are a very good team. Uh, it will be a very good match. I'm sure it will be. And uh, Alessandro, keep, keep playing for another year or two because we love watching you play. Um, thank- yeah, Simon, look, honestly, <laughs> thank you. Look, I, I want to tell you, I was lucky. I was lucky you be you were, you, you were the commentator uh, Saturday because... Uh, 
you you give it the goal uh, cheeky cheeky like you say <laughs> <laughs> yes and, and uh, I got that translation right I think didn't I as well it, it does translate to diamond your surname they diamonds is a more is a diamonds is a plural yeah it's a lot of diamonds yeah, <laughs> yeah. well you sure you sure are a diamond la uh thank you so much for joining us tonight on the thank global you, guys. really thank appreciate you guys pleasure pleasure <laughs> grazie bye, bye. grazie uh alessandro diamante what a character he's so good for this league isn't it i don't think we make enough of him to be honest it's fantastic and that's what you need you're not look he plays he plays a personality. He speaks a personality. And yeah. the more that, the better. Jason Cummings, another one. Yeah. Uh, the, the more of these people, the better. Because it just you know, gets people talking about the game on and off the park, which is very important. And he delivers on the park as well Absolutely, still. Yeah. At the age of 39, that was one heck of a goal. Uh, don't forget to download Keep Up, the home of everything A-Leagues, and watch the new docuseries A-Leagues All Access on Keep Up this week. A chat with Yokohama F Marinos manager Kevin Muscat as he talks about youth development in the Australian game. And, of course, every one of the episodes of All Access, including the behind-the-scenes with Perth Glory coach Ruben Zadkovic, are always available as well. Uh, Roy, let's uh, talk about some of the games at the weekend. In fact, we'll talk about all of the games that happened in the men's competition at the weekend. Uh, just touch a little bit more on the Western United 1 Sydney FC nil game. We've yeah. talked about it from the Western United point of view. Uh, Sydney FC, again, not quite able to get the points. And it's, it's mystifying to me as to why they're on such a poor run because you look at the, 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 the parts of the team and they've got quality. Mm-hmm. But they're just not getting the results. Why? They've got quality. They've got experience. They've spent all this money. They've got a coach that's had success. They've got a big stadium that's brand new. And it's just nothing is clicking. And it's very simple, really. Uh, confidence. You know, they've had chances at home in this new stadium. In the derby. The, I know it seems like a, a long time ago now. In the derby against Western Sydney Wanderers. They were probably the better team on the day, and Yengi scores that goal on the break. Confidence killer. And then we, we go to the World Cup, and there's a couple of other results they didn't get. And then they played West, uh, was it uh, Wellington Phoenix, who were down to 10 men. Two penalties. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. That's uh, Cork is at home. And Anthony Caceres had two big chances against game, Western as well. In the game as well. Yeah. Do you know, did. I reckon if Cardica wasn't fully grey already, he he would have turned grey because of the stress of this job, you know. <laughs> but uh, it's hard to work on paper, and I know football's not played on paper. On paper, that squad, mm. it's just full of quality. The squad, not just the starting eleven. The squad, it's 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 mystifying, really. Talking talking of grey, uh, Sydney's average age of their starting eleven at the weekend was thirty two point one. Westerns was thirty point seven. Uh, is that a problem for the competition in general? I know we're seeing, you know, elsewhere a lot of good young kids come through, but um, maybe not so much at these two clubs per se. Yeah, but you will notice in football anywhere across the globe, when a manager and these two managers were under pressure, they stick to the tried and trusted, which is experience. Yeah. And ultimately, a 39-year-old is the one that got <laughs> that, Western so United over the over the line. So John Aloisi was was right, you know. Um, but it, it, that's just, look, that's just football. I, I feel, feel like the majority of the A-League has gone younger. Uh, I was one of the older ones that was pushed aside, you know. So I feel like it's getting younger. We saw that in the World Cup. We had such a, an A-League-dominated squad, either previously had played or currently playing the A-League. I think Australian football and the youth is coming through. But 
yeah, struggling managers will always fall back on what they know best. If you've got any thoughts, uh, send us a text, 0457 736 uh, 736. We'll run through a few more uh, in a few minutes' time. Uh, just one from Jason in Melbourne. Um, don't know whether that's the chairman of Western United. He says the interview with Diamante was fantastic. Yeah, we thought so too. He's, <laughs> he's such a superstar. I, I could speak to Alessandro about football every day, all week. I just think he's brilliant. Um, Adelaide United defeated MacArthur 1-0. And obviously this was the... Uh, the straw, I guess, that broke the camel's back for Dwight York. And after the game, he parted company with the club. Miller Stajowski is uh, in charge for this weekend's game against Western United. Let's talk about Adelaide United. Uh, they won it. They got the points. They needed the points as well because they'd mm. been on a bad run since the resumption after the World Cup. And Zach Clough uh, getting just his second goal for the Reds, which will be a big confidence booster for him because he needs to contribute a bit, doesn't he, as well? He does. I think a few more need to contribute, really. Yeah. I think... Uh, Last year, they went under the radar a bit. They were, they were such a solid team, but Craig Goodwin kind of carried them with his goals, you know? And when he's not scoring... Uh, and Ibasuki's not scoring Ibis, at the moment. Exactly, as well. Yeah. It, it, you know, I mean, you can't just rely on two players. So it's good. And hopefully for Clough, now that's confidence that he can he can grow into uh, and go on a bit of a run because, you know, Carl Vert will be uh, praying for that. But again, Adelaide United at home, for me, it's always a tough place to go. Uh, 1-0, good, solid result. And... Uh, yeah, Dwight York has fallen on his sword there. Yeah. Uh, a game of two red cards, of course. Ben Warland and Jake Holman uh, both sent off. That's uh, 22 red cards already this season in the A-League, which has become a bit of a talking point. Mm-hmm. And the ref's a little bit too quick to show red cards. I'm not necessarily saying in this game. Yeah. I think, well, certainly the Ben Warland challenge was, was worthy of a red. Uh, arguably the Jake Holman one as well. But as a general point, do you think we're, I we're think, seeing too many? I Yeah, I think the VAR is putting the fear of God into people. I think mm. playbacks, I think social media, referees are second-guessing themselves. I think they need to go with their instinct. Uh, I think we've we seen one early in the year. Uh, Ibazuki was it sent off? And yes, everybody and everybody and their dog in the opinion he shouldn't have been sent off. No problem. Since then, I think a lot of referees are panicking. And the big decisions they're getting wrong, and then they're 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 second guessing themselves, and it takes about nine minutes mm. between looking at the the VAR and all the cameras to to get a decision made. But um, and we have been told at the start of the season they were instructed to clamp down on the studs up. Mm. Um, you know that was why Ibasuki got the red I card know, against City earlier on but in the yeah, season. There's but... a difference, right? Yeah. Having your studs up and being malicious with it to hurt, and having your studs up just in an awkward way because the ge- it's yeah. a quick game. The game moves quickly. And when you slow anything down, yeah. it looks, looks ten times worse. It does. Like Look. your challenge on Lawrence. Thomas well, that was pretty bad, to be fair. <laughs> but you no, know, it does. Like if you slow anything yeah. down, it looks yeah. terrible. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's one it's one of these things that I think it, it doesn't help. But yeah, letter of the law. If your studs are up, yeah, it's a red card challenge. But you have to. I have to use some common sense as okay. well. Okay, uh, Joe Gauchy, very good between the posts. Uh, for Adelaide. So too Tom Glover in uh, Melbourne City's mm-hmm. goalless draw uh, with Brisbane Raw. We'll speak to Thomas Sorensen about uh, their prospects, those two, about potentially uh, succeeding Matt Ryan in the Socceroos team a little bit later on in the show. Melbourne City stayed top, but they've drawn their last two. A little bit of a stumble. I mean, blimey, we're splitting hairs, aren't we? But Brisbane are tough to beat and tough to score against. They built their entire season on a very solid defence. Yeah, look, they've been very solid defensively. Again, I'll have a problem with them on the other other side of the pitch. I don't think they, they've they had a no, no goal score this year. I don't think it's clicked up there. I think they've had some decent results. Um, but all the pace they have out wide, there's not enough goals coming from wide. I don't think they've got a number nine that's 
banging in the goals and looks like they're going to bang in the goals. A lot of teams in the A-League for me this year uh, don't have that kind of player up the top that like, you know, the Borussia's of this world or, mm. or the McLarens, uh, you know, that just, you're guaranteed goals. You not know easy I mean? to find, are they? They're not easy to yeah. find, but, you know, you have to go f- look for them as well. You have to go looking for a number nine. And I know in fairness to Brisbane now, yeah. they went all out to go for Charlie Austin and that hasn't kind of worked out the way they wanted either. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's not on them either. Uh, Perth Glory 3, Melbourne Victory 1. Again, Macedonia Park rocking. Um, it's really doing the business for Perth at the moment. I think that's three or even four uh, wins on the spin at home. A game of another two red cards, which made it 24 for the season. Jack Clisby mm. and uh, Chris Economides. Now, Perth do have a number nine. Yes. Adam Taggart. And they've there you go. Uh, replaced Bruno Fornaroli with mm. him, essentially, with him. And he, he got two. And you know what you get with Adam Taggart? Goals. Yeah. You know, you might not get a much much link-up play. You might not get many runs. But what you will get is if you put the ball in the box, he'll be there, and more often than not, he'll score goals. And for me, that's what I want in my number nine. That's what they're measured on, and that's what I want. I want goals, goals you know, and that's what keeps fans coming back for more. Um, victory still down there in the doldrums at the bottom, and Sydney uh, third from bottom. Not exactly the big blue we expected to see on Australia Day, particularly not when they met in round one and they produced that absolutely brilliant mm. game at the Sydney Football Stadium. Uh, Newcastle Jets won, Western Sydney Wanderers won. Uh, Jets, your old club, of course, Roy. Uh, a game sort of, of two halves, this in many ways. The, the Wanderers almost completely dominant in the first half. And yet they allow one chance for Newcastle, Angus Thurgate Bank, totally against the run of play, mm-hmm. one nil. Yeah. And then second half, and Newcastle sort of try to force the issue late on, and yet it was the Wanderers who got the equaliser from the spot. It's a funny old game, isn't it? It's a very funny game. A game of two halves. I haven't heard that before in uh, football punditry. <laughs> uh, but I must say, yeah, I'd agree with you there. I thought Wanderers, they were they were dominant with the ball, uh, and they got into some very dangerous areas as we touched on previously. Again. They didn't have the player in there to, you know, to finish the chances. Put the ball in the net. Yeah, uh, they had a lot of they had a lot of wingers, a lot of nice footballers, but ultimately not that kind of cutting edge. Uh, and when you don't take your chances, and they had plenty, uh, you there's a chance you get punished. And I thought Newcastle Jets' goal, Gus Poyet, uh, Gus Poyet, he he was a good player as well. <laughs> Gus Thurgate, great header. They wish yeah. they had yeah, Gus yeah, Poyet. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I saw actually I saw a stat during the game um, about Newcastle Jets. They're top of the pile, and not a big one for stats, but they're top of the pile for possession. Mm. But they're sec- second bottom in the A League, you know. So it just shows you. Yeah, well, we've had a thing in this country about possession for a long time, mm. haven't we? But uh, I think Han Berger sort of started that with the national curriculum, and then he did actually amend it to effective possession, effective possession which yeah. is obviously much more of an mm. indicator. But um, it seems to become stuck in our lexicon, mm-hmm. uh, and we're obsessed with it. Anyway, uh, the final game of the round: Wellington Phoenix two, uh, Central Coast Mariners one. Alex Rufa. A goal as rare as hen's teeth when he gets on the score sheet. His first ever. Oscar Zavada again. And again, just talking about number nines. Again. He's starting to, to provide the goals that the, the Knicks need. Yeah, good signing. Um, he's a regular scorer of goals. He looks like he's a threat. He looks like all he wants to do is get in the 18-yard box for service. And they've been able to service him. They've got plenty of pace and experience. The likes of Barbarossis, Rufo you touched on there. Um, so yeah, they, again, Wellington defy the odds every year. They uh, do. Vizel, I think is a good signing. Mm. Uh, I like him. Um, but um, good game. 
as you said, there's plenty of argy bargy at the end of that game as well. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the, I think people have got very nasty since I've stopped playing in the A League. I think. <laughs> I yeah, you would never like that, no, Roy. No, that's not in my. You're such a shrinking that's violent. That's not in my, not in my lexicon. Checklist being Chris Economides as well being sent off in the other game. Uh, there's plenty of uh, plenty yeah. of drama, mate. And uh, Jason Cummings, of course, missed out on that game through illness. Uh, will he be back this weekend? The Mariners taking on Western Sydney Wanderers. On Saturday, that's uh, part of a triple header. Wellington Phoenix against Perth is the early kickoff. Uh, MacArthur against Western at five. Uh, on Thursday, of course, before then, it's the Big Blue. Victory against Sydney at Amy Park. On Friday, the Jets against Brisbane. That's a fixture that the away team nearly always wins for some bizarre reason. And then the round is finished off on Sunday, three o'clock at Amy Park with Melbourne City against Adelaide United. That's our A-League review for this week. Thanks, Roy, for the moment. Off to a quick break. On the other side of it, we will chat to Thomas Sorensen.